What tabletop RPGer doesn't love dice? I do, and I'm sure you do too. So if you are looking to begin a dice collection, or let's be honest, add to yours, check out Dice Envy. Go through the link in our show notes, and you will be able to find many, many sets of beautiful dice of all different kinds and sizes. When you use the link in our show notes to go to the Dice Envy site, not only will you be able to shop their entire collection and catalog of various dice sets, but you will also help support this show because a small portion comes our way, which we will then immediately roll back into making this show better for you. So check them out, diceenvy.com, or better still, go to them through the link in our show notes. In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. Welcome back, stackers, to our first actual play episode of Season 4. I don't know about you all, I've missed this. I've missed getting together. It's nice to have the summer break and not have to feel like we're on certain timelines, but I always feel like (laughs) as I prepare for games, I I get nervous. I'm like, do I have enough for an episode? (laughs) And then we get going, and every time I sit in this seat, it feels like I'm sliding into a comfortable, familiar place. And it's just, it's nice. The intro and everything feels like coming home in a way. But getting to share these adventures with you, it's important to me. Aww. Hello, stackers. Thank you for joining us around the table as we continue our ongoing 5th edition D&D adventure. I'm Rhett the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbash Benson Mum. And Catherine as Farron. <laughs> Who is ready to tell a story? <laughs> me. I am. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Dust hangs like a heavy white pall over the village of Mirsdorf shrouding everything in a fine powder of blasted mortar that tickles at the nostrils and leaves people coughing. (coughs) Although the echoes of Farron's spell faded some time ago, rolling away to be absorbed by crashing waves and rolling grassland, the villagers' ears are ringing still. Large pieces of the once picturesque town hall have been blasted in many different directions. The jagged remnants of the foundation are all that remain and splintered wood and shattered stone alike glow with the fading traces of the magic that ripped them apart. For a long moment, there is no movement. Then, a section of destroyed wall shifts. A leather-gloved hand caked in dust pushes at the stone, which totters and tumbles to the side with a grating sound. An armored figure rises unsteadily, her hair disheveled as it hangs over the streaked surface of her once gleaming armor. With a cough, she begins to move through the rubble, calling names. As her company responds, they gather. They survey the scene with careful eyes. There is a quiet conversation, and then the five figures pick their way to where their horses are still tethered. These fearsome chargers are massive and have been trained for battle, and even the shockwave of thunder has done little to quench their spirit. 
heavy hooves pull at the ground. They're ready to give chase. Each soldier swings easily up into a well-worn saddle, their gauntleted hands fitting into place on the familiar handle of an ash spear. They urge their broad-chested horses into a trot, then a canter, leaving the town. The rider's eyes scan the ground carefully, one stiffens and points heavy clods kicked up by hasty hooves. With a firm command from the leader, the group leans forward, clapping heels to horses, who surge forward like lightning. As the wind whips across their faces, it picks at the red pennants tied near the tip of each spear. The blood-red fabric waves and unfurls to display the golden form of a gear with an interwoven spur. Mm. We come to you, the party. The three of you are on horses, and Enderil is on... I think I, I think I he was on your horse, Tara. Yeah, mine. Uh, he yeah, is nice. lolling in the saddle. Really, you have you have to expend just as much energy to keep him upright in the saddle as you are controlling the horse. If I remember correctly, I had him. I'm straddling the horse like normal in a saddle, mm-hmm. but I had him sort of side saddle so I could cradle him up against my body. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's affecting how. Hard it is. I'm not. I'm not trying to keep him sitting upright when he's unconscious. I've right. got him pulled okay. to me. Well, his head is still. Yeah, yeah. Lolling yeah. about, and you're you're trying to cradle him from the worst of the jolts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's hard to do at this speed. Those horses are moving underneath. You can feel their muscles rippling as they are stretching their legs out and trying to make as good a time as you can. Had we chosen a direction to go, or were we just basically going the horse away? Chose for us. Oh, okay. All right. What direction are we going? You're heading roughly south. Okay. I mean, is there any is there any fear of these folks catching up with us? Yeah, how much of a head start do we have? You don't know. Do we see them? No. <laughs> all right, well, I mean, I'm sure we're not, we're not an all-out run. We're, we're just kind of... You are. We? are yeah. We are? Okay. You're, you're galloping. After about 20 minutes of this, the horses are starting to breathe heavily. Uh, flecks of foam are starting to form around their muzzles as they go. And you feel a slackening in their speed. Uh, they are strong and they are good horses, but they're not used to this sort of activity. Mm-hmm. Up ahead, there is a small mound of stones. You seem to be able to make a... Who's the tallest among you? Is it Farron? Uh, I don't know how tall I am. Uh, second page. Bash. Uh, Bash is over six or, feet. I'm sorry. No, I'm 5'11". Oh, then I think it's, it's Farron. She never put a height down. <laughs> But, I mean, Sorry. the Watani are like... She's five foot 12. Tall, <laughs> these tall people. Yeah, range. Yeah, yeah, that's Pretty true. Pretty sure she is the tallest. What, what, how tall are you? 5'11", just under six I'm, foot. And are the Watani like, they, they, tall? They tend to be taller than average. What country has the tallest average? Isn't it like Norway or some junk like that? Or Sweden? Tallest You're close. Average. Iceland? No. It, it is a Germanic country. It's the Netherlands. Oh, okay. On average, their people are the tallest... So for a female Watani, what would it be like? Probably six, six feet? Yeah, we could say that. So you sharked them she by just one. Six, six, yeah. two. Six, six, two, I'm not sure. It depends on the heels. Yeah. <laughs> the riding boots versus the style boots. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> like fighting shoes? Or <laughs> okay, so Farron's the tallest. Yeah. Uh, you see a tan line up ahead that indicates a road. And it looks like you're coming up on a crossroads. After another minute of galloping... You arrive at the crossroads. There is indeed a pile of stones here. It seems to be a marker of some sort. The language you've 
you aren't familiar with, but it's that same ornate scrolling script that you saw on the village of Mirsdorf. I don't know the name of these horses, and they spoke to me earlier to say, um, whoa, uh, let's, let's slow down a little bit. Um, where, where do we go from here? There's a snort and a wicker, but that's all you hear. Wow. Don't. I don't think they can talk anymore, uh, so I'm not really sure which way to go. I, I mean, hopefully they understand me. Um, you, you, you brought us in this direction. Can you show us the rest of the way? The road splits three different ways. One heads southeast following the rough line of the coast. It appears to be a major trade route. A branch goes to the north, and in that direction, uh, actually, Farron, where is your stone? Is it stowed or is it circling? Circling. Okay. You hear a whisper in your head. What does it say? It's cold to the north. Cold to the north? Guys, I just heard it's cold to the north. Where did you hear that? I'm just joking. <laughs> what is happening to you? Tira goes, well, duh. <laughs> I know that's what I was thinking. He said, I'm like, yes, yes it that's is. That's quite a revelation, Perrin. Good on ya. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I didn't spend much time there, but it's cold up there. I'm still hearing that? Mm-hmm. Who's talking to me? I didn't say anything. No, no, one's, no one's talking. Are you hearing the horses now, too? It, horse? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, horse. <laughs> is, is it my horse talking to me? I, I don't know. I'm hearing a whisper. What is it saying? It's, it's, it's cold to the north, and that I haven't spent much time there, but it's cold. You haven't spent much time there? That's what the voice said. Well, who is it? Ask him who it is. Ask ask. ask. Who- who is this? You hear a fading. Peter. Peter? What? what? You're hearing Peter's voice in your head? As you stare at the stone circling her head, you can see that there's a faint tinge of turquoise that fades back into her purple. Why is it doing that? Peter, how is this you? The stone circles in silence. One of the horses jerks its head in the direction of southwest. Um, That is the third branch here at this crossroads. And Tira, your dwarven eyes. Yeah, I was just waiting for all this to die down. In the very, very distant southwest, you see a low purple line that would seem to indicate mountains. Is Peter telling us to go to the north? I'm not hearing anything anymore. All I heard him say was that it's cold to the north. Is he telling us to go there or not to go there? And should we even believe it? I mean, Peter's gone. I mean, do you normally hear voices? No. But I have his stone. Maybe that is true. But if that is really Peter's voice, there's not much direct guidance there. Just my horse is telling. My horse is, is motioning over to go to the south. Well, but I, in the distance, I can see. I think there's a mountain range. I can see what looks like distant mountains down this southwest road. I mean, that's shelter. But we need to get help for Deor, too. Well, well, they might have it there. Shelter? In the mountains? That's true. Maybe there's dwarves living there. I say, or somebody. What was the first option again? Southeast. Southeast. <laughs> south. oh, southeast, southwest, southwest, and, that's and the north. the way that we're headed. Yeah. 
That's a trade well, route. Then there's the North Road, which Peter says is cold. And then there's the Southwest, which his horse jerked his head to, and I can see mountains down. Okay, while we're deliberating this, and she's kind of looking back and forth, uh, the pile of stones draws Tira's eye. Is it formed, or is it just like a pile of stones? Very little about this country so far has been haphazard. This is about the most haphazard thing you've seen. It looks more like a cairn, just a mm. pile of stones that was made for some purpose, uh, but it is maintained. The The stones themselves are not shaped in any way. They are natural stones, but, but they they have been deliberately placed, yes. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, wait a second. Have either of you noticed this, uh, this stone formation? She's going to try to... Talk to the stone. No, she's gonna try. Cause what is its motivation? <laughs> what is its motivation? <laughs> and that's the first of the season. <laughs> I can't just hop then off my horse. I'm supporting Dayor, so she's gonna try to. She's gonna try to lay him over the neck of the horse mm-hmm. so that he is situated, and then slide down off this out of the saddle, and approach the stones. I can't read the scroll, right. correct? But do I recognize it as being what we saw in it's the It's the other same town? style of lettering. Okay. This lettering, I can't read it, but it looks just like uh, what we would see on buildings back in the town. What is a, a rock formation by these same people doing way out here? Is there anything else I can... You said they're deliberately placed, not cut. And there's indications of it's being maintained. Is there anything else that I can see with my stone cutting? <laughs> Which I know you're going to make me roll. I am. This is going to be low. Oh, jinx it. <laughs> I thought it was a one. It's a seven. And I forget if I add anything uh, to that. Yeah, look up stone cutting real quick. I already know which way I want to go. I, I, I remember that he said that it looked like a remnant of a trade route or something. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it is a trade oh, route. Oh, yeah, it is a trade, a trade route. route. Yeah, like it's a straight-up trade route. But that's the opposite so to where the horses are going to go and where Peter is said. Peter didn't really say go north. He just said it's cold I up there. I thought it was the first one he said. I didn't All know that right. was the one that was going south. You add, you add twice. So you do an intelligence oh, history yeah. check. Oh, okay. And you get to add twice your proficiency. Intelligence history, well, that's nothing. So I get to add my proficiency, though? Twice. Okay, so that makes it a total of 15. Okay, that's more than enough. Okay. Thank goodness. I was like, well, history's not blocked in, and my <laughs> modifier's only plus one, so this is not going to help. Okay. Tira. Yes. Your hands are drawn to the grit of the stones. You feel the roughness under your fingers, and you work your way around the cairn, and on the southwest side, you're not even looking. You're, you're just kind of gazing off into the distance and just enjoying the, the touch of this natural stone under your fingers. And then you run over a, an odd ridge. What's this? As you look down, you see runes carved into the stone. I recognize this. What do you see? I'm just going to go down there, kneel down. The inscription is in an out-of-the-way place that somebody just passing by the cairn would not notice. You would have to be up close and inspecting it and looking for something in order to find it. It says, to the sky home. It says, to the sky home. In Dwarven. Oh, and it's written in Dwarven. 
to the sky. I knew it. I knew it! We need to go to the mountains. We need to take the southwest road. It says right here, to the sky home. There are dwarves there. I know there are. And she's well, gonna, she's, she's so excited. <laughs> the last time we saw dwarves, it didn't really work out for us. <laughs> in, in her excitement at this discovery, she's actually like climbing back up in her saddle and turning the, getting the horse facing that way. Like, like, like it's a done deal. Like, let's go, let's go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that's the way the horses are, are pulling us in that direction too. I don't know what Peter may have been trying to indicate to you with that talk about the North, and maybe we'll go there eventually, but I really, really feel like this is the way we need to go now. All right, let's go. It's fine. Let's go. The horses set off. They seem reinvigorated by both the short rest and maybe Tira's excitement, but they have a little more spring in their step, and even without urging, they're already at a canter. So they're moving along at a good pace. Tira's out front. Yeah. And your eyes are just straining. Mm-hmm. You are just looking, uh, trying to get some Waiting sign. for that first glimpse, yeah. yeah. It is still a long way off. Uh, you are guessing at best two days, maybe three of riding. I'm hoping the horses can sniff out water. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. Through the day, there's little rivulets that uh, flow. This is actually turning into something of a shallow valley. And so there are little stands of trees on either side, on the ridges. No sign of being followed. No sign of being followed. Uh, You make your way. Uh, It's a clear road, although it's not heavily used. Uh, There is stonework that shows every now and then. It doesn't appear to be anything fancy, nothing dwarven for sure. Uh, But it does seem to be some kind of communicating road that is used on, on rare occasions. Ahead... At late afternoon, you do see a small village perched on the edge of a stream, and you've already passed a couple small herds of sheep with lone shepherds out there off in the distance. It's very pastoral. It's very, very rural. And uh, in fact, one of them seems to be driving his sheep toward the village. But you are approaching this small village, and just like you saw outside of Mearsdorf, there's another one of these lettered signs apparently hand-painted, and this one reads Schaffurt. Farron's going to stow her stone just in case we encounter folks who uh, are against us. I hope to have some food up here because I'm hungry. And you need some rest. We all do. As much as I want to keep going, I think we need to rest the horses and perhaps these people can help us. So we're going to veer off. Okay. The road actually goes through the town and it is a quaint village. It, very similar in layout and in design to Mearsdorf. The houses are, again, that half timber uh, with the exposed wood. Uh, there is another town center. There's a small bridge. It's a, wooden, it's a stone bridge, but the, the actual decking is made of wood to go across. Once upon a time, perhaps shepherds would drive their sheep across here. It, does it look to be like an inn somewhere? There does seem to be an inn on the other side of the stream. It's an inn with a wrought iron fence. If you were to look at the inn from above, it would be something like a trapezoid. And the fence encloses a small garden area with tables and little umbrellas uh, where a couple of people are sitting outside eating. And the aroma of... I am. I trot forward and I head straight over there. Yeah, okay. There is a tie out front for your horses. (laughs) 
I was about to be all, we should be super careful going in. I'm like, stop doing that. Tira's not like that. She's not all Well, I was okay. just saying, I was laughing before because when you got on your horse and you were like, I'm gone. And we, I was yeah. like, well, she probably forgot Dior was on there and she probably <laughs> slid off nah, the back of your nah. horse. It's implied that I got him all hitched back yeah, up yeah. against me and took off. But yeah, I was all about to be like, let's use a little more caution going in here this time because we just destroyed it. But I'm not going to say that. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Okay, so you tie up. Uh, Womberbash, I'm presuming that you were the first one down. Yes, I, yeah, I'm, I'm down <laughs> off. I tie up and I jump down and I walk through the door and I'm just smelling and I'm seeing if I can smell meats or something. Yeah, there's a heavy smell of mutton in the air. Yeah, and I said, uh, can I have some food, please? Back outside, Farron, what are you doing? Well, my stomach's growling. Right now. <laughs> I'm going to go into the inn and see if we can get a room. Okay. Tier, why don't you stay here with Dayor while I go see if we can get a room? All right. She pauses and she was in the process of like getting ready to take him down. But when Farron says that, she's going to wait. <laughs> yeah. Fine then. No, no, no. No, it's fine. You're right. That's, that's a good idea. Inside, it's dim. There is a heavy smoke in the air. Uh, somebody has been working on a pipe. It's warm and cozy. Uh, it is mid-spring-ish. This northern land has a cool to it that you're not used to, especially after spending so much time in Kazaro in the jungles. And in fact, your clothing is not suited for this climate very well at all. Uh, inside, there is a small fire going in the grate. It is late afternoon. There are a few patrons inside, and somebody is standing at the counter wiping. And she looks up as you come in, Womberbash, and you immediately demand food. Uh, we have food. Would you like to sit down? Yes, yes. I just sit down and I just look at her. <laughs> it will be with you in a moment. Well, I, I, can I have some, um, some, I smell lamb. Can I have some um, uh, potatoes too? And is there like a gravy? We have all that, yes. We bring, sit. Excuse me, do you have any rooms available? Yo. Yo. <laughs> kind of like yo. <laughs> Great. Um, how many people does one room accommodate? Uh, Three, four. How much? <laughs> I don't even know how much money we have on us. I oh, girl, we got like a billion. Oh, oh yeah, okay. we have, we have, we a, have lot. a lot of we money. It will be one gold coin. Great, we'll take it. <laughs> Great, we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> one room, please. <laughs> okay. Um, Do you want me to say something else? No, it's just the way you said it. It sounded funny. <laughs> great. Well, well that's out. right. Let me say it differently. But okay. now I don't know how to say it. Hey, Farron, are you going to want some food? Wait, I mean, am I saying great? We'll take it? Yes, but you already said it. And I'm asking you, are you going to want some food? But he's I'm, saying it's going to sound funny on the recording. He said no such thing. And he's just moving on. Are you going to want some food? I don't know what to do now, Michael. <laughs> I'm not Michael. I'm Womberbash. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> You're throwing me off. <laughs> You want potatoes? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Has my food come yet? Uh, there is a bowl of a stew with large chunks of mutton in it. I take, I, I stick in my pack and I take out three gold coins and I just slap it on the table. Okay. And I'm like, can you please just keep the food coming, please? Yeah. It's a rich tomato broth with a heavy paprika flavoring to it and pieces of onion and pepper in it. Mm. And it's delicious. Yes. It's the best thing you've had all day. Mm. Farron heads out to get Tira and Dayor. All right. Womberbash, as Farron heads out the door, you hear a startled, huh? You! 
A large figure comes stumping over to your table, slams hands down on it, and leans over you. Okay, I'm going to say Womberbash is focused into his bowl, and so he's not even going to look at him. Are you who I think you are? What, wibble, wibble squirm. What is your name, sir? No hablo español. <laughs> you mean no hablo inglés? No, no, no hablo español. Meanwhile, I have a Spanish accent. Yeah. Um, oh, I have an inkling who this is. Hold on a second. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? And I'm gonna. I, my mouth is full. I'm just like spoon to mouth. I'm just. I'm not even stopping. I'm gonna go. What? 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 Wombabash, That's it. I remember you. How are you? I'm good. Who are you? The library. Physic fever for you. You remember me from oh. Flenmore. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember you. Yeah. Oh dear boy. How are you? <laughs> good. What, what? 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 Why are you out here? Oh, it's a long story. Uh, let me sit down and tell it. Okay, uh, he uh, scoots the chair back and just—you <laughs> hear the chair groan unappreciatively. Uh, un- Womberbash puts his arm around his bowl and kind of pulls it a little <laughs> closer to him, and he's kind of like uncomfortable because he's sitting so close. Yeah, he is—he's leaning on the table, like leaning halfway across. You can see he's added several more stains to the front of his tunic. <laughs> From outside, Tira, you hear this loud voice suddenly shouting from it within, and you know exactly who it is. Oh no. What? I recognize that voice. That guy talking real loud inside? Yes. If it's who I think it is, we've met him before. Excuse me, do you have any bread? Uh, some bread comes over. Yes. <laughs> Sopping. So let's see, uh, you had, uh, well, of course, Peter. How is the lad? Um, Wamberbash hesitates to say. Meanwhile, Tira comes in carrying... Theor. Okay. Look, there's Tira. Tira! My dear girl, how are you? Come, have a seat. There's plenty of room here at the w- table. Walmer Come Bash sit picks down. up his bowl and his bread and goes over to another, <laughs> another table and sits down. <laughs> uh, Physic, it's good to see you. I... He slaps you on the back. Oh, my word. And she... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Who is this? A friend, and he's gravely injured. Excuse me, I'm going to take him up to our room. Thanks. Thanks for leaving them there. Again. <laughs> no problem. He looks he looks injured. Might I take a look at him? Actually, yeah, he might be able to. She still wants to get him out of the food room. Uh, <laughs> it's the foom. The foom. The foom. Uh, so so she okay. I got it. So she had already kind of turned around like woo, but du- dodged. <laughs> dodged. I bodged a bullet there. <laughs> dodged a bullet there. And has taken a step and he says, you know, can I think I can help? And she stops and closes her eyes and realizes, wait, he said probably should let him. So absolutely. Why don't you follow me up? Right behind you. And you hear a thump, 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 thump as he makes his way. You can hear the the wood of the floor groaning under his weight. Uh, He leaves you in peace. You hear him all the way up the stairs and down the passageway and even inside the room once the door is shut. Wow. Well, Fearing goes with Tira because yeah, you've got to tell me where I'm staying. Sure, I mean she's picking up on all of this stuff that's going on between them, and uh, you know, just meeting this guy because you know I have never seen him before. Mm -hmm. Um, I go up with Tira. Okay, in the room you do place uh, Indril Deor down on the bed. 
And immediately, Feverfew's demeanor changes. He kneels down, he begins murmuring to himself, but his hands move very deftly. He pulls up an eyelid, takes a look, turns the head back and forth gently. He is in his element now. And after a moment, he sits back and he runs his hands through his fading ginger hair. What did you say happened to him? I don't know the whole story. We basically found him in this state. We did rescue him in rather a hurried manner, but he was already unconscious when we found him. Hmm. I see no sign of injury upon him. It does not appear that he has sustained any physical damage. The damage to him may be other than physical. He's not an ordinary person. I see. Well, Tira, didn't you say that he didn't recognize who you were? That's right. Um, We have met him before, and not very long ago. But when we found him, he didn't didn't know me. This is very troubling. I don't know that I'm fully equipped for this sort of work. One moment. And he pulls up a knee and slowly gets up, and then he sits down on the bed, and again, the mattress just goes... (laughs) He puts his elbows down on his knees and then bows his head, and he begins to say a prayer to Vasham. You can't make out the words. Again, he is completely different now than his usual ebullient state. But he communes for some time and then raises his head with a quizzical look on his face. I don't... No? Hmm. And he begins rummaging through a pouch at his waist and pulls out several dried stalks of some kind of plant, a couple of blossoms that have been dried, and then produces a bowl from somewhere, a little mortar and pestle. And he puts the herbs in and begins to grind them. And the whole time he's just, he looks thoroughly confused. And when he's done, he tilts the powder out onto his hand and then puts a pinch under Inderil's nostrils. There's a, an inhalation from Inderil and then a sneeze. <coughs> and when Feverfew goes back to check his eyes, he looks very concerned. I've been hearing troubling stories of magic stones and odd things occurring. I have a feeling something like this has happened to him. I do not know enough about this magic yet to understand what could possibly have happened, but it appears that his mind has been changed in some way. I I do not know what else to make of this. Vasham herself has been unresponsive to me. I do not know how I can possibly be of assistance to him. Tira is puzzled and doesn't know how much she should tell him about Deor. He's assuming that he has somehow been damaged by the stones when, I mean, as far as she's concerned... He's like the giver of them, and he's like a big part. He's like he's like a controlling force in magic, not at magic's Affecting mercy, him. yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she doesn't really want to have to explain all that. She's not sure how much he knows or should know, especially since he seems wary of magic because he's talking about troubling stories he's heard and mm. yada yada. So she doesn't want to say too much more. Are you able to revive him? I can try some palliatives and see if they may have some effect, but I, I'm i afraid this one goes deeper than my skill. Why don't we let him rest for now, then? Now he's safe. Uh, we'll be taking care of him. Uh, are you staying in this inn as well? Yes. Well, then perhaps you'll be so good as to check on him again in the morning. 
after he's had a chance to sleep soundly. She's really kind of making it up as she goes because she's not really sure yeah. how to proceed with this. Of course, of course. All right, well, thank you very much for trying. Uh, oh, uh, I'm so sorry. Physic, this is our friend Farron. She was not with us when last we met. He takes a breath. He's, he seems to be slipping out of his doctor role and about to, to uh, give full voice again, but he glances over at Enderil and then, come with me outside. So I can yell at you. <laughs> uh, let's leave him to rest. I, if it's all the same to you, I think I'll stay here and, you know, keep an eye on him. But by all means, by all means. Dang, she threw you <laughs> I, I look side-eyed at Tira. Thanks. Tira grins behind his back. Out in the hall, the door closes, and he slings his arm around your shoulder, and you walk down the stairs side by side. <laughs> yeah, you do that. Like, <laughs> so tell me, how did you fall in with this sorry lot? Oh my gosh, I don't <laughs> like this guy. Aaron stares. This too much. Deer in the headlines. <laughs> uh, actually, it's a long story. Well, come. I can provide for more food. Come down. Why don't we go join Bash? Indeed. Meanwhile, when you, come down, when you come downstairs, Bash has already moved to a corner, like like single seat over it. <laughs> he will pull that table over. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so you hear them coming well before you see them. And uh, yeah, you're on your third bowl now. I'm on my third bowl and uh, my second loaf of bread. Yep. Yep. And uh, this is fantastic. Okay. I, I actually, used, like you said, I'm only down to five side points. I expended a lot of energy. So I'm going to be eating here for just a little bit more. Yeah. So. Okay. They pull up at your table. So, Bash, where did you two meet? I'm What was that? Sorry. Um, we met somewhere. Do you In- not remember? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was Flintmore. Yeah. I'm trying to ask that because I don't know how much I can say. Mm. I noticed that Tira didn't say much of anything to him. I also picked up on him saying trembling things about with the stones. So I don't, I don't, I mean, I get that he's friendly uh, and trying to help, but I don't know where your guys' stories left off. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get some more information. That all makes sense. But I'm eating. So where did you meet? <laughs> Flen, uh, Flenmore. Flenmore. Right, right? That's right. That's right. I was the physic there. I've been reassigned temporarily for some work up here, but... It's such a beautiful country. I, I find it very bracing. Do you like it, Farron? <laughs> it's beautiful. You should tell him about where you are from. Would I know where um, Flynnmore is? Or no? Yes. Oh, yeah. Flynnmore is what, it's one of the largest cities in Moriga, which okay. is the country where, you, where your people okay. are. However, you never really had much reason to go out that way, but traders would come through from time to time, and so you know the city by name. You are talking at the table when one of the shepherds that you passed earlier comes in and he's got a puzzled look on his face. He says something and the innkeeper takes on the same puzzled expression and you hear her say, Dirita? Here? I caught up. They have some more conversation, but they look equal parts excited and concerned. And outside, you hear the thudding of heavy hooves. Uh, Wamberbash looks at, at Farron. I look at Wamberbash. I grab his arm and I walk up to the room as quickly as possible. Okay. Outside, the horses snort. As you head up the stairs, you hear conversation drifting in from outside. The voices seem excited. And uh, one of them plants the ashen spear 
and through the window you can see the fluttering pennon with the crimson and gold. That's where we're going to end this episode. <clears throat> you should have said as you were walking up, you never saw us. Because physic is going to be like, so oh, yes, there upstairs with an injured is, guy. That's true. Well, we'll have to figure that out once yeah. we get up Yeah. There. Okay. I was sitting there going. <laughs> say it, say I'm it, say there, it. I'm not there, I'm not there, I'm not there. Oh, man. All right. Experience points. You get one exploration point for finding the town of Schaffurt. Mm-hmm. You said Sherfoot? S-C-H-A-F-F-U-R-T. And I'll give you both, or give you all two experience points each for role-playing. And then let's hear it for Norse Battle. I didn't really do much. I don't know. Let me see. You ate a lot. You ate a lot. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, we're about to go to the old Stein Inn. You ain't lying. <laughs> I'm about to tear that job up. I'll, I'll, I think I'm going to have like two or three different meals. Actually. <laughs> you, you always say that. Ooh, I want dessert, though. I definitely you want dessert. You always say that. I know. I want dessert. Oh, he gets dessert. Well, he he didn't was get, saying that in Outback. He's yeah. like, I'm going to get four things. Well, we were just yeah, in a hurry to get out of there. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> place was I think he has ordered four things before <laughs> yeah. for dessert. I've ordered everything on the menu before. We went to this one restaurant in New Orleans. They had like 17 different I remember you uh, talking um, about that, yeah. Uh, thing, and because it was a large group. Mm-hmm. And we were like, thing. I said, we'll have one of each. And we had all the desserts. It was like different ice creams and mm-hmm. everything else. It was How large awesome. was your group? Uh, 12. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That would work. All right. Norse battle. Um, <laughs> trying to go about where, where do okay, we always uh, Honestly, honestly I thought in my mind, I was like, why is she going on? Like, what, yeah, what's the, the big deal with these stones? Why is she making so much? But it wound up paying off. So I say she should get something for that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was just about to be like, it's just a. Uh, <laughs> location marker like what yeah i was like it's just, a, it's just a bunch of stacked rocks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. stacked we rocks are my stone yeah, yeah. you're stone cunning take three Woo-hoo. for a successful stone cunning check yes plus finding some uh, extra information mm-hmm. um hmm. and let's get that recap yeah grief tell you what uh, i'm feeling happy Okay. So we take another five each. What? What? Oh, I'm wow. just excited about the start of the season. Yay! I've been aching to get back to D and D. You know what? It's hilarious. While we were, it was while we were recording. I just thought it was funny in my own head because as we were playing, you know, you were describing something, and I had probably just said something, and I was thinking, I get to start editing. I was like, I can't wait to listen to these tracks. Wow! <laughs> Since you love it was, so much, you can well, do it all the time. I know. There right? you go. As ridiculous as this is, even, it was probably after, like, I had interjected needlessly, and I was thinking, that's going to have to come out. I think think every time I've said, oh, you can cut this out. He left it. He left it. I think us saying, you should cut this out, almost guarantees he's going to keep it. If it's like, oh, you don't like that? If it mentions particular names outside of our group, or if it's embarrassing. Truly Why do you think I'm saying just leave it out? Because it would be embarrassing. Would you leave it in there? Why is he leaving that stuff in there? Uh, All right. Wow. It's time. It's it is right. time. Yeah. yeah. Get the For recap. Real. Let's hear the recap. Okay. Tira is 32 points into level 11. Womberbash is 49 points into level 11. Theron is 12 points into level 11. Great. Thanks for being here. Thanks for kicking off a brand new season and for, I think, getting things started on the right note. 
I've enjoyed every moment of this recording and it's just great to be back. Stackers, we hope you enjoy this. Hope you had a bag of snacks with you to enjoy as you are listening. And uh, we will see you here again next time, right here at Stack of Dice. The, the stones themselves are not shaped in any way. They are natural stones, but they, they have been deliberately placed. Yes. Hold on. Hold on, you guys. What? Look. <laughs> you guys. Ah! I said guys, <laughs> too. Okay, Can we not say guys? No, no it's, it's just, just a, it's, it's a long-running joke. Oh.